Tom Gerhardt and Dan Provost are the guys behind Studio Neat. On this show, we discuss entrepreneurship, product design, and all of the ups and downs that come with running a small business. I'm Mike Hurley, and this is Thoroughly Considered. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. It's just going to be Tom this show. <laughs> it's time for it's time for the Tom monologue. <laughs> it's what you've all been waiting for. <laughs> In other words, just a regular show. Oh, oh no way! Sick burn. <laughs> He's finally done it. It's done. <laughs> so, Dan, what do you want to talk about today? Well, I think the most recent and relevant thing is some um, software stuff we've been doing. Um, we just released an update to our video controlling the speed of video app, which is called slow, fast, slow. It's an iPhone app. And we've been trying to <laughs> basically the, the top level summary is we're trying to figure out a way to make apps work for us so that we can keep making them. <laughs> And we have yet to solve that puzzle, um, but we're experimenting with different things to see if we can get it to work for us financially so that we can feel good about the time we put into making apps. All right. And we already need to stop because I have a, I have a question. I have some questions for you now. Okay. So this feels like something that like, from what you said to me, you are doing this even though it's not really, it's not really viable as a business just because you like doing it. Right. More or less. It kind of works. Uh, so a, a couple of years ago, we had this idea of just making all of our apps free and we put a little advertisement for us, Studio Neat the Company, in the app that pops up a little modal thing where you can buy a product or products uh, and then you can pay with Apple Pay within the app. And so we're using these free apps that are really good and useful in my opinion um, to kind of advertise studio need the company and hopefully get some percentage of people to buy our physical goods, which are the things that we do make money on. That's been kind of our approach as of late. Okay. How are you continuing to move down this road? Do you have new app ideas that you're working on or is it currently right now just taking what you have and trying to make it more viable? We have too many app ideas. Okay. We're just chock full of them. <laughs> um, yeah, we, well, right now, we started with Slow Fast Slow because it's just so uh, big. Um, it has like, you know, like seven to a thousand downloads a day and it has like 3,000 daily active users. And so there's just a lot of people using it. And so it's a nice place to te- like to test uh, if it's working. The downside is that most people using slow fast slow it's like just like a swiss army knife for slowing or speeding down like speeding up video so they're not necessarily like uh like we don't know if they're like people who would be our customers in general right they're kind of just iphone users in general so it's it's hard to know if the conversion there um is anything like the conversion would be on say like highball our super nerdy cocktail app so um we started with slow, fast, slow, and then we're going to be soon putting it into highball as well um, to see kind of how that goes. But yeah, in general, uh, we're our, basically our hope is that 
it can it either will turn into a, a good sales channel or it will turn into the beginning of the funnel so that, you know, if for people to start following us on Instagram or sign up for our email list or just kind of get more people onto our radar. If, you know, let's say that, you know, slow, fast, slow meant that we would get like, you know, a hundred email signups a day or something that would, I mean, be a pretty big success, uh, you know, even if it didn't translate to a lot of sales. So we're basically, we input uh, into the app a mechanism that lets us kind of like uh, be flexible about how we um, put like a little ad or talk to people using the app. So that's kind of what our idea is, is to, um, we basically put a little, a little pop-up ad platform that we can dynamically update at any time uh, into slow, fast, slow. Probably doesn't make much sense. <laughs> you just have to download it to see. Yeah, go download <laughs> it right now and you'll find out. So basically it just does just a little, there's a little icon in the bottom right, uh, bottom left-hand corner, right? And every now and then it just pops up and it's like, hey, come and look at this. It, exactly. Yeah. Or if we release a new uh, new product, we also have like kind of a more aggressive ad that is like modal so it covers your screen uh, and like with an image and a little, you know, little text description, you can dismiss it or whatever. But so like if we release a new product and we think, hey, uh, you know, this slow, fast, slow users might like be interested in this product. We can like have it pop up kind of when they open it next time. Um, and so we'll see. We'll see what that does. Um, it might, you know, it might be that we find for slow, fast, slow, like it's really good at converting people into Instagram followers or whatever. So it's just it's just a way for us to have this system across apps and have our apps do more work for us because right now uh it just feels like they're a little bit wasted like we we build 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 these really good apps they're actually like really good and some of them have a lot of users and they're just kind of sitting there uh being free and and so we want to be a little bit more aggressive about saying hey uh we're the people who made this and we also make other stuff check it out that's basically what we're trying to do and is this like in the hopes that this becomes a viable strategy to allow for you to create more of these? Yeah. Basically, I want this to be permission to keep making apps. So <laughs> we're, you know, we're tracking the conversions, you know, sales through the app. Um, I don't, I don't think we've quite determined what will actually, uh, what is enough, quote unquote, enough to say, okay, this is worth it. Like we can make more apps. And, it, and it's obviously going to be one neat ice kit. Yeah, <laughs> it works. The system works. So, so we'll see. But it is funny. Like iPhone app ideas come to us so much easier than uh, physical product ideas, mm. and I feel like it's kind of our expertise. Like that's what we were doing before we started Studio Neat, and without you know without sounding arrogant like i i think they're like the amazing thing about independent developers is you can compete with the biggest companies in the world like it is very possible to make an app that is better than an app that apple makes or whatever like lots of people do it with like weather apps and, and podcast apps um so that's incredibly exciting and empowering whereas like you know we could never make an iphone or airpods or, or any you know like hardware stuff on that level but software is actually more of a level playing field so that's incredibly exhilarating and and fun to do so we're basically just clawing and scratching to figure out ways to justify our uh, making of these apps yeah and we're in a really unique position because you know 
I would say almost all app developers out there that that are like small and can make a really good app don't have this advantage of also making like hardware that they can sell um, to kind of subsidize. So I think we're in a really unique position in the way that we could we can make a really awesome free app and uh, and then just use it as an advertising platform, basically. And so that we're kind of moving towards like the, the next app we we want to make um, is another kind of just simple utility app for for video. Um, and so it's like slow, fast, slow, where, you know, a slow, fast, slow is it continually gets so many downloads because Apple is promoting it as just like a general purpose, like video tool. that's really nice. And we feel like we can do that um, in the world of like mobile photography and video tools. And so it seems like it could make a lot of sense and be real, uh, you know, synergistic uh, with the glyph and where we're going with our products um, to kind of have these apps that work as kind of calling cards for the company and then the, the products as well. And so we we're hoping that we can crack that code. Um, and then it, it will, it will just, it will, yeah, it'll basically give us the excuse to make, make sweet apps. Do you think that there's, yeah. Uh, do you think that there's the possibility to have it work both ways? Like the, the customers that buy the physical products should, for some reason, be encouraged to use the application so then they find out about more physical products in the future? Yeah, definitely. De- uh, definitely. I think, um, like, I know, like, you know, we have this app, Framographer, which is like a stop-motion time-lapse app, and it's still $5 on the store. Uh, but, you know, we are, you know, considering, you know, uh, kind of completely rethinking that app and redoing it, and, you know, possibly that would be, per- you know, that would be, the thing we would you would want to use with the glyph absolutely because it's like a perfect companion to the glyph and so we really like that idea we've been wanting to redo framographer for like years now um but it's such a big project that we are always gun shy about it but that that was that's kind of part of our plan of redoing the glyph and kind of re taking a stab at the mobile photography space is because we 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 have a lot to offer like on the software side we have a ton to offer and then you know, if we get the glyph as the kind of center of that universe, um, you know, who knows what other kind of little planets we can make around it. So that's 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 kind of where we're coming from. And I th- I don't know. It feels it feels like it could work. Yeah. And I mean, a highball is obviously like a perfect companion for, you know, all of our cocktail stuff. And I think basically the only reason we don't mention highball in the packaging is because we printed the packaging before we made the app. So if we were to re like if we need to do another order of packaging and we're we're going to reprint it, like redesign it, I we probably it probably would be smart to mention the app there. I used Highball just last night. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, what would you make? Uh a maple old fashioned. Mm. Oh, did you get that from the license to distill collection, do you know, or was it a classics? I don't remember. I think I think I took Actually, for this one, I think I took the old-fashioned recipe and then just modified it. Ah. Mm. Eff- effectively, I just replaced simple syrup with maple syrup. Like I didn't, yeah. You know, oh. I, did, I didn't. I didn't go and become a mixologist or anything. Yeah. Well, that's kind of how how all drinks are. So it's not like <laughs> you are a mixologist, Mike. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I mixed exactly one. what happens. <laughs> 
Yeah. So yeah, highball. So what's funny? So we've we've had a a little bit of a store in these apps for a while, but they were kind of, it was limited, and and the highball one um, converts a lot better than the slow fast slow. Even though slow fast slow has way more users, um, the highball generates a lot more revenue, and and that's just because it's so targeted. It's like oh, we have this designy cocktail app, and we oh, make designy guess cocktail what? We also stuff. have these designy cocktail tools. Yeah. yeah. So. It makes perfect sense. So if we can do that uh, in the mobile photography space too, that would be that would be great. What are you looking for? You don't know, right? Like conversion wise. I mean, I feel like you you should you should have an idea if you're going down this road. The conversion percentage is so tricky because, like I said, especially with slow fast slow, like it's um, it's so. You know, just anyone is like literally, it's probably a really wide cross section about who would get that app. And so mm-hmm. for us to just stick an ad in front of their face and say, hey, hey uh, like buy this like $60 or $50, you know, thing, that's going to really be a low conversion. They're not even like expecting or, or shopping for that. So I think it's one of those situations where we have to take it on faith that if people are like look going to our website and looking and going to our Instagram page from the app, that eventually that will mean something. I think so. That's part of it. Okay. I think if we were generating zero revenue from the apps, it would feel like a failure. So I think we're going to have to have some revenue coming out of it uh, to make it seem worthwhile. And I think we have a general idea of what that is. I don't think we're expecting huge, but if if it felt like something that was there that we could grow and that we could like move the needle on, that that would be really good. So. The answer is no. I think we have a general kind of gut feeling, but you know, not nothing super data driven. We haven't been doing it long enough, and there's not. I don't. I can't really think of very many other examples of people doing this exact thing. So it's, you know, I don't know how we would compare ourselves to. There, other. there are very few companies that could be in this position. Very yeah. few, um, yeah. because you know you were mentioning earlier about like being in the advantageous position of developing apps as just like a side thing. But I mean, so many independent iOS developers, like they, they do it as a side thing, but they hate their regular thing because it's just like their consulting job or whatever, where you guys have a business that you, that you care about and that you're, you enjoy doing. And then you can make apps as like a side project of that business. So it's like your setup is already really weird. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, my, my kind of thinking on this would be that like, as long as you see something, then that is indicating indicative of a good thing right so like if people are just going to the website and digging around the product pages it means you've done a good job of at least pushing them there and then mm-hmm. then the app is serving its purpose and then maybe you need to think about other ways of doing it like this is where you get into like a lot of the difficulties of marketing and, and tracking you know like yeah someone may yeah. just go to the website but like they don't get paid for a week and then they make a reminder to go buy the thing and then you never know it was them that came from the original you know what i mean like exactly. you, you just don't yeah. know but as if if like if the the work that you're doing is generating no website traffic generating no sales then it's not working but if it's generating website traffic but not trackable sales then you might be onto something well so it's crazy so i mean you know the numbers i have from like just like one day and dan doesn't even know this like a quarter of our web traffic came from like highball yesterday uh and so I'm sorry, not highball, slow, fast, slow. 
And the people spent like over a minute on average, over a minute on the site. Right. Well, I think you may have, if your statistics continue to go in that direction, then you've proven that there's a reason for this app to exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So we'll see. I mean, who knows? I mean, you know, the problem is it's like when an update launches, probably more people open the app and stuff. It's like tricky uh, to really know if that's going to hold, you know. But um, Mm -hmm. but anyways, yeah, I mean, it's just another nice way to kind of have ourselves in people's uh, pockets. And so and and the the awesome thing is it's like a win-win-win because these apps are truly like really useful. Like they're actually like useful and we're really have a really light touch with the advertising. So it's, it feels like a real win for everyone. It's like, Hey, we can be, we can make a useful thing for people, provide it for free basically, and then endear them to our brand because we made a cool thing. And then hopefully they'll turn into customers. So it seems like it seems like a real positive thing to do. It, we feel really good about the apps we've made. Like we don't feel, we feel like they're really like they're the best in their class usually, and that they're like, actually useful to people. So go download them. Go <laughs> download them. They're all free. Yeah, slow, fast, slow is if you ever want to change the speed of a video, it's really good, and you can do it. It's not, you know, Apple has that control in their app where you can make a part of it like slow-mo. But this, uh, you can kind of control it on a ramp rather than just on or off. And then you can just speed up or slow down a video just all the way. And then Highball, if you ever make a cocktail, you should definitely download Highball because it's the best app for making cocktails. It will make you cocktails. It will make them for you. It little robot hands come out of your iPhone. It's it kind goes, of amazing. <laughs> uh, I use uh, Slow Fast Slow um, quite a bit when I'm uh, taking time lapses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not the the final time lapse that I use, like I might end up putting the video into Logic, uh, sorry, into yeah. Final Cut and doing the final edit that way. But I do mm-hmm. it as a way to to validate if the time lapse that I've just taken is worth it. Or like if I need to do it again. Oh, cool. Like a preview? Yeah. So I kind of use it as Uh like a field tool, as it were, right? So like I'm somewhere, Uh I've taken a time lapse, I throw it into slow, fast, slow, speed it up all the way and see if it looks any good um, Mm -hmm. and and or if I recognize a different way that I should do it. Um, So I use it for for that, for some of the vlogging stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that was one use case that I discovered after we had already made the app where when, when we first made the app, it was basically just geared entirely towards slow motion. And then once kind of, you know, the time-lapse was built into iOS and I was taking more of them, it was like, Oh yeah, I want this to be a little faster than what, you know, iOS spit out. I can just throw this in slow, fast, slow and speed it up uniformly. And uh, that was a really nice discovery. It's like, Oh yeah, you can use this app for that too. Yeah. Cause I very rarely use the iOS time-lapse feature. Um, mm-hmm. I would typically just shoot raw video for that period of time. Oh, oh wow! Just because you get more, you it's more flexible. Yeah, uh-huh. like there's more you can do with it. Um, Man, you really need Framographer. Oh yeah, we got to work on that. Yeah, we yeah we have uh, we have some sweet ideas for apps. <laughs> we have some really cool ideas. So, like uh, my my thinking on this experiment would be that if you're seeing benefit, then you may get more benefit with new apps if they're built with this idea in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're taking this idea and bolting it into the existing applications. But 
not that they will become like full of ads at every tap, but you may find more elegant ways to build like these interactions in if you're thinking yeah. about them from day one. Yeah, to- yeah totally. Definitely. Like there was there was one idea, random one, where it was like, uh, we well we could actually do this in slow fast slow if we wanted to, but there if you if you have to process the video, so for example, if you have to reverse it. Or if it's like pulling down from iCloud and it's taking a little while, there's like a progress bar. Like, why not show something there, right? The yeah. user is just sitting there. Um, so, yeah, I think you're right. Finding little opportunities in a non-obnoxious way. And I, I should note that we are <laughs> we are being very careful about um, not being overly obnoxious. Um, you know, we're giving ourselves permission to be a little bit more aggressive because this is a free app and we think it's really valuable and we think a little bit of the user's attention is a worthwhile trade-off, but we are, you know, we're not doing push notifications as ads a, because that's against app store rules, but yeah, but is it gross. though? <laughs> like, yeah. Is it really? it. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's super gross. So we're not doing anything like that. And like the, the ads are, uh, there, except for one type of ad, which we we haven't, we're not going to do. We're kind of reserving for very special cases. Like nothing is modal, so you can still, na- you know, move around the app without being, you know, stopped by yeah. this pop up thing. So we're trying to be very, a little bit more aggressive, but still very delicate in kind of how we're handling this messaging. Well, the thing is, people are used to seeing advertising these days inside of the apps that they use, especially when they're free. So. Knowing the way that you guys are, like with how you consider things thoroughly, um, and how the design, <laughs> like how you think about design, they're not going to be eyesores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely know? not. Yeah. yeah. So uh, honestly, like I think that you should be happy and and proud of it, and you shouldn't be like bashful of it. Because mm-hmm. you should be doing it right. And the only reason that you guys should feel like uncomfortable about it in any way is if you know that you're doing something that maybe you shouldn't be. You yeah. know? Yeah, no, we're real light touch right now. It's like basically if you only see an ad like once a week, if you like if you use the app every day and you've like visited the store, it only like pops up like once a week. <laughs> so it's real, you know, it's not even like really in your face a lot. So I think this is an interesting experiment. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We'll have to uh we'll have to check in once uh once we kind of get some more data and I think putting it in like highball and stuff will maybe be a little bit more indicative of what the future of it could be just because it's so much more targeted mm-hmm. uh you know opposed to just like a white like you know slow fast slow which is like basically everyone uses it. I think I've said this to you before but I very often forget that you guys make Highball. Like, I use it every time I make drinks, right? I use Highball. But I always forget that it, you made it. Mm. Hmm. That's a problem. It is a problem. So that's a, yeah, that's, so that's, I think that's, that's the deal. Like, we, like, it's funny. Like, you know, I think with Slow Fast Slow, like, we realized, like, we had a million downloads. And we were like... Wait, why aren't we like using this? <laughs> like, like why don't we use the fact <laughs> that this app has like a million downloads to do something? So that kind of got us started. And so, yeah, I think I think that is a problem uh, in a way. I mean, it's also good, right? Because it's not we're not getting in your way, but 
Yeah, it would be good to remind people that there is a middle ground. You can get in my yeah. way a little bit, right? Like that's mm-hmm. totally fine. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the point where I'm forgetting, like, and I should definitely remember, right? Like, if anyone, like, you know, I, I should yeah. be one of the people that actually really knows this, but I always <laughs> forget. Yeah. So yeah, I think we're gonna we're working on that, and I think there's lots of there's lots of cool opportunities and. So yeah, well, I, I, it would be great. I mean, it would be really awesome uh, if it if it works out because then we can just keep making sweet sweet tools for people because um, we can we can make good ones. So Dan, you did some uh, mathematics in the past week or so. Oh yeah, I did some uh, maths. <laughs> you did some sweet sweet maths, uh, and you worked out something that uh, has excited many people, which is about. The potential for a, a a third iPad size. This has been a rumor that I've been talking about on a bunch of shows recently. About Apple is looking at maybe adding uh, a third iPad to the line, um, a temp mm-hmm. with a, an iPad in the current size format of the uh, the nine point seven inch iPad Pro, but with a ten point five inch screen. So mm-hmm. the sc- basically, the iPad loses all of the the stuff around the screen, all the bezels around the screen, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of did some mathematics to work out that this is a very possible thing for Apple to do, um, especially with the 10.5-inch size. Yeah, I. Uh, it just kind of came to me one day, and this is a thing that people have done in, in the past, kind of looking at what Apple has made their the screen resolutions that they currently offer and then kind of extrapolating and figuring out what they might do in the future. So basically the the gist of the post I did is that uh there are these rumors that Apple is going to make uh they're working on a new iPad that is like aw- kind of awkwardly in between the two sizes they offer it was you know 10 point something inches um and a lot of people were scratching their heads cuz it's it seems arbitrary if you have a 9.7 inch like what is the extra less than an inch get you um but they're not doing it. What I came up with is they're not doing it just to arbitrarily make the screen slightly bigger. Is It actually just happens to fall cleanly in what would be essentially an iPad Pro Mini where it would be the same pixel count as the 12.9-inch iPad Pro, but it would be the density, the pixel density of the iPad Mini. So you kind of get the same all the same content, the same resolution, but in a smaller screen and a smaller device. Um, so once I thought of that, I was like, oh man, I want one of those. Like, it seems like uh, the kind of perfect uh, balance for me at least. Um, but I think it brings up interesting questions of like what happens to the 9.7 inch and how do they kind of market it? So I'm very interested to see if A, they actually are doing this and B, you know, what it means for the rest of the line. Yeah, I, I was very convinced that they were going to do it anyway. Um, but especially after reading your sums, I definitely <laughs> think that it is a, a pot, is what they're going to do. And the reason being, the benefit of the 12.9-inch iPad Pro over the 9.7-inch iPad Pro is the the amount of screen size and the resolution you get from having the two apps side by side. Because on the 12.9-inch, you have what is effectively two smaller iPads side-by-side side because you can have all of that space to show your apps. 
But mm-hmm. on the um, on the smaller one, you basically get two iPhone apps side by side. You don't get two full size portrait iPad apps very very rare uh, very frequently when you're putting them in split view when you're putting two apps in split mm-hmm. view. But mm-hmm. you know, with the way that you worked it out, what you end up with is effectively two iPad Minis. So you get two portrait sized iPads next to each other, but in a smaller form factor. So I'm thinking yeah. that it's a definite possibility for them to go down this route. Especially looking at this. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, if I if all things equal, uh, if I didn't already have the 9.7 iPad Pro, I would definitely choose this hypothetical one over the 9.7. Um, and I and I love my 9.7 iPad. Uh, I'm kind of surprised by how much I like it and how often I use it. Um, but I think this one, this uh, hypothetical one, would be even better. And then uh, everybody thought that you were a genius and posted about it all over the internet. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> you got top highlights on Medium. I can see top highlights. Okay. Oh yeah, I saw MG Siegler highlighted something that was special. Look at that! Hey. Everyone, everyone thinks you're a thinkfluencer now, or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not not to be falsely modest, but it it it's surprising that nobody thought to do this like even including gruber because he's like yeah. i probably got the idea to do this from like him doing it in the past just like reading the tea leaves and 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 you know trying to kind of backwards engineer based on existing uh dimensions and such so yeah this is this is these calculations as you even point out were literally in a like the presentation of the 12.9 is like these yeah, calculations, yeah. but just with the other iPads. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think my, I think my guess is just people forgot that the iPad mini exists. Like they, <laughs> it yeah. didn't even yep. occur to them to like, Oh yeah, that resolution could be used. Like maybe that's the explanation. And so when I thought of it, it was like, seemed so obvious. I was like, Oh, I have to, I need to write this post quickly because someone else is going to beat me to it. Did was it originally on medium? You mean the post? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so we're weirdly kind of using Medium now for our blog. Um, we're kind of in a in a in a middle in a uh, what's the word purgatory. Uh, we're not really <laughs> sure what we want to do with our blog. Um, we switched to Medium for the time being just because it's so easy <laughs> to post stuff. Like previously, when we were using the blog functionality. On Shopify, uh, which is where our blog, our previous blog was hosted, it's it's really hacky uh, to kind of do the design things we want to do and get, you know, images in line correctly and embedded video and all these things where Medium is so crazy simple and there's like an iPad app that works well. So we're basically just using it right now for ease of use and any potential, you know, network effects that may happen just by virtue of being on there and, and having followers and such. But I don't foresee it as a permanent home, especially with all this news of the layoffs and stuff at Medium. <laughs> yeah. So you joined Medium just as Medium started to explode. <laughs> yeah, I think. Pretty, pretty much. Uh, so I think we're gonna have to figure something out. But the the ease of use of Medium is really appealing. So I think once we do something that is you know self hosted, uh, that's gonna be a priority. Is just you know removing as much because we write so few blog posts that you really need to like remove the friction or we would we would write Doesn't zero happen. blog posts. So. Oh, well, I guess that settles it. We have to make Medium now. Okay, let's do it. Medium and apps uh, and everything, and then just put ads for the apps on Medium, and you're, you're all good. You're set. Oh, yeah. It's like a big, big waterfall. 
of like a is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like one of those waterfalls that has like multiple Isn't that like some project planning like charting strategy is like a waterfall or water mm-hmm. something? Yeah. yeah. I'm not insane. I got it. <laughs> Thoroughly considered as a joint production between Relay FM and Studio Neat. To find out more about this show and to get show notes and links, go to relay.fm slash tc slash 23. Thanks for listening. <laughs>